Um, I did go see Cocaine Bear, by the way. You did? Did you like it? I think it was overhyped for me. That's so many people were like, oh, you specifically, Hannah, should go see this movie. And I was really? like, cool. Don't know how to feel about that. Thank you, guys. Right. Don't know what that says about me, but thanks, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Do you ever wonder that when somebody like is like, you specifically will either like love this thing, hate this thing? And yeah. I'm like, My immediate response response to that is always like you don't fucking know me and then i'm like, I'm like oh yeah you're right i would love that <laughs> i'm like i need to do a little like soul searching to figure out exactly how i feel about that <laughs> how is it that you see me that you think that i would like that or hate it and then i'm like i usually yeah, you're usually right, right. <laughs> oh. uh, so Let's, what do we got going on today? Um, I was excited because I'm assuming last week you did last week being two minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. You did <laughs> a story you were really wanting to do for a while, and I am also doing that. Yes. So I'm oh. so excited. It's gonna be so great. Yeah. Um, well, do you want to introduce the show? I sure do. Welcome to Disastrous. This is a show where we talk about the big whoops of daisies, scoopity doops, and oh no, there goes everything. <laughs> Disastrous. Yeah, it's it's like history swallowed a wooden box mm. and then had to cross the Prussian border and mm-hmm. poop it out. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think that's like really what I aspire to do in my life is accomplish something like that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like we're still talking about it 250 years later. So (laughs) that's true. I will say that's a good point. (laughs) That's a legacy, man. Someone say girl boss, honestly. (laughs) Icon. Yes. Yes, queen. Um, okay. But yeah. Yeah. This is disastrous. I'm Amanda. I'm Hannah. Yeah. And Hannah's going to tell me a really special story. I am very yes. excited to see what you've been uh, cooking what up. you've been keeping from me. <laughs> <laughs> what secrets I've been hiding. Um, <laughs> we have a shared notes document of stories we want to do. Like, there's yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all yeah. there. All right. So today I'm going to talk to you about some of the many failed assassination attempts on Fidel Castro's life. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. I do remember you mentioning this, like, like maybe a long time yeah. ago. I think yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Because I had texted my friends, and I was like, oh, like, I'm going to FaceTime with this girl who I might do this podcast with. Do you guys know any disasters? And someone, yeah. I think, told me about this. So I'm yes. sure I brought oh, it up. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Okay, great. So I'm going to dip in a little bit on like Fidel Castro, his life and his, you know, history and his leadership. I'm not going to do a ton because there's just absolutely so much information there and I don't understand half of it um, because (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand politics, guys. (laughs) I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when I get like into that really like – it's like trudging through like a swamp of like political mm-hmm. terms. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And when I have I'm to like, look up everything. Yeah. When I'm like three Wikipedia pages deep, I'm like, I, I got a broad strokes this one. 
yeah, I got to get back to the surface. Like, yeah. I'm, we're no longer talking about Fidel Castro. We're talking about, like, yeah, you know, the, the CIA. The of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Socialism and communism as ideologies. Exactly. So. And then I've just taught myself, like, a college course on, like, I don't I want to do that. <laughs> don't so, Fidel Alejandro Castro Ruz was born August 13th, 1926. He's a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for my Leo girl. <laughs> Where are my summer babies at? Um, and so some Leo zodiac <laughs> traits include being confident, comfortable at the center of attention, drama adoring, ambitious, loyal, and fiercely protective. Ooh, okay. yeah. I might start doing that for all the people I cover. <laughs> Just I was gonna say, I was like, "Well, that's amazing." First of all, uh, <laughs> I love knowing Fidel Castro's star sign. I know, and all of the personality traits that come with that. Exactly. I don't believe in that stuff. I think at I know. All. I was like, because yeah. It's not just made up. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at like the the ones for me for Taurus and it was like you're stubborn, down to earth and sensual. And I was like, "Oh my god, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so I'm so sensual. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> um so he was a Cuban revolutionary and politician. He was leading Cuba, like he was the leader of Cuba in some capacity from 1959 to 2008. So, holy shit. About 50 years. That's um, a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I say in some capacity because at first his title was prime minister and then his title was president. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He was a Marxist Leninist, he was a Cuban nationalist. Um, he was like the first secretary of the communist party and under his administration, Cuba became a one party communist state, uh, industry and business were nationalized and there were socialist reforms implemented through society. Okay. Um, which, you know, as, as many government things are, there are always goods and bads that go along with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it would be easier for me to comment if I knew, like, more. Um, But, yeah, I'm like, you know, uh, implementing, like, socialist kind of structures throughout a a nation or a society or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't sound so bad. Like, it's (laughs) something. Uh, But then I'm sure there are downsides that affected it. So it's something that I thought was kind of funny was he has that kind of like cliche background where he was like born to a wealthy Spanish farmer and then he went to college and like Mm. came back as like a leftist. (laughs) (laughs) He's, he's such a lifetime movie. I know. (laughs) He's like every person you meet in like your first like course on women's like rights. (laughs) You know, he's he's like, Oh shit! Actually, poor people should be able to live. <laughs> <laughs> and you see this like change come from within him as he's like learning more about the world, and he's like, "And you know what, Dad? I smoked <laughs> marijuana one time." <laughs> Dad, yeah, I am a hippie now. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, and you know what else I heard? I heard that women enjoy sex. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
And his so the dad world is like, isn't like what you showed me, Dad. Don't you dare say that under my roof. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. All right, good for him. He does, you know, a ton of revolutionary shit. Uh, he was imprisoned for a year. He forms a revolutionary group with Che Guevara. Um, yeah. he, he comes back to the guy Cuba. from the t-shirts. <laughs> so eventually Castro and his kind of guerrilla, uh, you know, revolutionary military outfit overthrow the president and Castro says, okay, I'm going to take power now, you know, military and political power. He's in power. Okay. Like a dictator? Uh, yeah, a little bit. A little bit? (laughs) He kept... (laughs) There was one, um... There's a documentary called The 638 Ways to Kill Fidel Castro or something. And (laughs) it's like 10... How to lose a guy in 10 days. (laughs) I'm gonna need to watch that. That sounds hilarious. It's a... It's an interesting documentary. They're, like, using wild clips that, like, don't quite match the tone. But this one <laughs> this one guy was like, yeah, he kept saying he was going to hold elections and just didn't do it. I <laughs> just didn't get around to it. I'm so busy. <laughs> I'm so busy all the time. You know, I got my book club. I My dog has to go to the vet, so. I've been growing tomatoes, so. <laughs> Tell me where and there I'm going to fit in elections. I've just gotten into making my own mayonnaise. <laughs> it's like sourdough. Um, but, People are like, oh, yeah, that does sound like you have a very full life there. So. <laughs> yeah, I think it's total hashtag dictator vibes. Yeah. Um, oh, so in 1961, America is like... Cuba should be, they thought Cuba should be uh, an American territory, you know, and like Cuba should be like a place for American businesses. You know, we were selfish little boys. And Mm. Castro was like, I don't fuck with that. No, Cuba is Cuba. Cuba territory is for Cuba industry. And Mm. the U.S. was like, that's not cool. And then the U.S. invaded Cuba and Bay of Pigs. Mm. Um, Castro said, USSR, you can keep your nukes on our islands if you want. Hence, Cuban Missile Crisis during the Cold War. Right. Um, I'm just laying some little breadcrumbs. None of these are that relevant. No, this is great. I love the context because, you know, it's, it's like reading a book, but, you know, and when you don't know how to picture the characters, when there's like no description, you're just like, yeah. Well, I don't know. yeah. But yeah, I got a nice little picture. Yeah, I'm I like, envisioning like palm trees and yeah, missiles. A guy and with a mustache, beard. Um, mm-hmm. So his supporters are like, hell yeah, Castro was great. Socialism, you know, economic and social justice, and also like he brought Cuba away from American influences. But at mm-hmm. the same time, on the other side, people are like, okay, there were a shit ton of humans right, human rights abuses. You know, like wow. people were not being taken care of. Um, a lot of Cubans left their homes and fled mostly to like Miami, actually, which is right. why Miami has such a big yeah. Cuban influence. And also yeah. like the economy was actually like tanked and like totally fucked. So really, he has this really kind of muddled legacy. Okay. Um, 
one thing though that we know for sure is that lots of people wanted him dead (laughs) yeah good stuff he finally did die of natural causes in november 25th 2016 and at Mm -hmm. that time cuban officials were like yeah there were more than 600 attempts to kill him that we've kept track of so that documentary like yeah i just more than 600 attempts like number one how you survive all of those attempts it just by numbers alone yeah i don't know if i would survive like one or five one to five attempts on my life i don't know if i would survive that and also it seemed like at the beginning of him being in power he was a lot more lax and he would like go on walks down the street like alone sometimes and then like eventually like in the 2000s or like the 90s he like has a giant security detail but like right 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 right. (laughs) how did he survive at first it's insane by numbers alone like oh wow that's i know bad odds (laughs) yeah so and that number has been verified by you know historians journalists there were actually all these classified documents that were um, like declassified, that were revealed, Ooh. that like confirmed the CIA's involvement in killing Fidel, in trying to kill Fidel Castro. Oh my God. How many, do you know how, off the top, how many attempts the CIA made? So Fabian Ascalante was his, was Fidel Castro's like main guy at like keeping him okay. safe. And he kept track of how many assassination attempts were committed under each US president. I don't know. I didn't add them up, but I definitely made categories. Here's the thing. Everything's right. kind of He's like, I made it. Coded. I made a pie chart. <laughs> um, Amazing. I, I'm assuming these are all CIA connected and not okay. just like random people on their own, but you never right. know. There were 38 under Eisenhower, 42 under JFK, 72 under Johnson, 184 under Nixon, Oh, damn. Nixon, you got other stuff to do, man. (laughs) Nixon Nixon says, how much much damage can I do in the short time I've been given? (laughs) How much chaos? And they're like, sir, we actually have a cabinet meeting. And he's like, no, Fidel Castro is still alive. I'm not leaving (laughs) until he's he's dead. dead. Um, There were 64 under Carter, 197 under Reagan, Oh, so Reagan sorry, was like, I was dunking on Nixon when Reagan was like, <laughs> Reagan was like, oh, Nixon hasn't got anything on me. Uh-uh. He's like, what a little bitch. Nixon just like, what? He wanted to like eat dinner or whatever. I don't Ugh. do that shit. I am coming for you, Fidel. Well, wow. also Reagan, I think had like terrible memory issues. And so I oh. bet <laughs> he was like, have we tried to kill Fidel Castro this week yet? No, I can't remember. Let's do it again. <laughs> he's like, they're like, yeah, we actually tried this morning. And he's like, I don't remember that. So start over. <laughs> um, and then there were 16 under Bush Sr. Uh, okay. And 21 under Clinton. <laughs> so shit oh keeps going. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who's next? Oh, he's dead. Never mind. But. The deal was the CIA was like, the U.S. can't seem like they're trying to kill someone. 
Mm-hmm. We we do it a lot, you know, the United right. States, but that can't be like our vibe. Right. Like optics. Exactly. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, like Free Nation, the president can't just be killing people. So yeah. the CIA was determined to make it seem as unconnected as possible, which is why right. we get some bonkers ways to try and assassinate Fidel Girl, Castro. I am so excited. So uh, first we're going to talk about the mafia. Okay. The mob had a lot of business in Cuba. They had hotels and, you know, gambling establishments and brothels. And because it was like close enough to the U.S., they could operate. But because it wasn't technically in the U.S., like they were able to kind of fly under the radar. Yeah, exactly. And you're not subject to American laws that would like prohibit you or punish you for doing any of this stuff. And it's like the Cuban laws were probably, you know, similar, but they were bribing all the Cuban officials. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. But when Castro. I'm like, cool. Good job, mob. Yeah. Good job. You thought of everything. (laughs) But when Castro came to power, he shut all that down. So the mafia was not very happy with Fidel Castro. Mm -hmm. So the CIA said, let's do a collab. What? So in nineteen sixty, like crossover episode, <laughs> exactly. mob and CIA. Let's do this. <laughs> That's so sweet life. <laughs> what was it? That's so sweet life of Hannah Montana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Brilliant. So, in nineteen sixty, a CIA a CIA agent met with Sam Giancana, who was Al Capone's successor. Uh, Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And they also met with the Miami syndicate leader, Santo Trafiacante. And both of these men were on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. (laughs) They were offered $150,000 for the removal of Fidel Castro. Wow. Like Mm -hmm. as a, as a team? Uh, Like you two guys go together? Yeah, I think so. And Sam, Sam was like, okay, let's not do firearms. Let's not be sloppy. Let's not be big about it. Let's do a discreet kind of poison. So they had a poison pill that they could put in Castro's food or drink. All right. Plan is set. Plan is in motion. They had a cyanide pill delivered to the former Hilton Hotel in Havana. Now, Castro loved visiting this hotel because they made chocolate milkshakes just how he liked them. <laughs> well, honestly, that's just fucking precious. I know. He's like, he's like, no, I don't want a chocolate milkshake from the Marriott. <laughs> I want, what is it, the Hilton? Yeah. I want a Hilton milkshake. Or nothing. I don't know what's so hard about that. Like, <laughs> It's like, right. oh, a little precious. So. Everything went wrong, though, when it, like, it was go time. Fidel orders the milkshake, but in the rush and the nervousness of the moment, Sam Giancana, he broke the poison capsule because it had gotten stuck to the freezer shelf. What? They were, like, keeping it in the freezer, like, hiding it in there, and it had, like, it had gotten, like, freezer burn stuck to the side. What the fuck? I know. What? Ha! Damn it! I know. So dumb. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, so like, That annoys me so much. I know. 
It's like, I don't know. I don't know who's in the right, who's in the wrong. I don't know about killing people, but just do it right. <laughs> I That's exactly it. I'm like, and that frustrates me, not because like of any kind of political or emotional attachment that I have to any of these people, but I'm like, yeah, but if you're going to do a job, like make yeah. it cute, right? You know, like just keep it together. We take these certain precautions and I just get the job done. Yeah. Um, so next up, we, uh, have the lover's gambit. Ooh. hmm Okay. So Marita Lorenz met and fell in love with Castro shortly after the revolution. They had this whirlwind, whirlwind romance. Um, and then when she visited the U.S., the CIA recruited her. Ooh. So Marita returned to Cuba with poison pills in a jar of her face cream. Okay. But the pills had dissolved in the face cream. Yeah. I was like, yeah. are they like metal no. capsules? Because when you put two Advil in some face cream and then <laughs> get on a flight, it feels like they're not going to be. Okay. All yeah. Right. Uh, I hope she didn't use the face cream. <laughs> <laughs> And also, it seemed like Castro kind of knew what she was up to. So she has a 1993 memoir that Marita released entitled Marita, One Woman's Extraordinary Tale of Love and Espionage from Castro to Kennedy. So (laughs) I know. All right. That's that's a title. Um, And in this memoir, she says, Castro asked, are you here to kill me? He then what? Mm-hmm. Oh shit! He then quote leaned over, pulled out his forty-five, and handed it to me. He didn't even flinch, and he said, "You can't kill me. Nobody can kill me." He kind of smiled and chewed on his cigar. I felt deflated. He was so sure of me. He just grabbed me. We made love. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Okay, so do you think, like, the threat of, like, imminent murder assassination is, like, I don't know if that would get me going. I th- I mean, he was just so cocky, it seemed. Yeah. Because at this point, I think he had probably survived, you know, a few of these attempts. Yeah. So he was like, I, you know, what He's do like, you, you can try. Yeah. You can try Woman. it. It's probably not going to work. Yeah. <sighs> It's, wow. Yeah. I wonder, like, also, what did they say to Marita? Yeah. To, like, get her to flip on her boyfriend. Like, because she couldn't have been there very long, right? Like, she, she's in the U.S. for, like, oh, a week. It's insane. I, like, want a movie about this woman. <laughs> yeah, for real. Maybe. I need, I need the deets. I might need to, like, read her memoir. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I was like, I need the details. How would we possibly find them? Her memoir. Probably the book she wrote. Might be biased, but who cares? It's probably a fun story. Yeah. What a fun story. So now we're going to do another little kooky stunt. Uh, 1961. James Donovan was an attorney, and he was sent to negotiate the release of, like, Cuban exiles after Bay of Pigs. So he was sent from America to negotiate with Castro. Um, he spent months chatting with Castro. He even brought his son to hang out and they kind of became like pals. Yeah. By all accounts, I think Castro was like very charming. Yeah. You know, like just had it that. It sounds like it. Yeah. 
you know, and I feel like a lot of like world leaders who are like terrible people are like charming. Yeah, like very charismatic, and yeah. you leave a room where and you're like, that guy's awesome. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> so they like became pals, and Castro took him along on one of his favorite activities, which was spear fishing. The CIA okay. heard that this was happening, and they proposed that Donovan, unknowingly, so Donovan wouldn't know about this, give Castro a diving suit that had been contaminated with Madura foot fungus and deadly tuberculosis bacteria. Oh, my God. Like, in the the wetsuit. <laughs> uh, okay. I can see a lot of things going wrong with that, but to have, like... How do you put tuberculosis in a wetsuit no and then think, like, clue. someone's going to breathe this in and that? Like, and also, do you just have that on deck? How did you? No idea. Um, okay. And then there was a – so <laughs> there are two reports. One is that Donovan turned down the diving suit because he had just given Castro a new diving suit. <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> oh, thanks, man. But, I, you know, I just gave him a gift. I, I just gave him the just same got thing. got it for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, don't worry about it. You can take that back. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Oh, thank you, guys. That's so kind of you. But um, just I got return it. it. There's an Amazon drop off at Whole Foods. <laughs> if you just return it, you don't even have to really package it up that tight. Like, yeah. Just kind of. <laughs> yeah, you'll get paid. You'll get paid back. Um, <laughs> there are other reports that say like Castro himself turned it down. Okay. Um, for the same reason, <laughs> he's like, oh, uh, no, man, you just gave me a new one. I yeah. got a fresh one on. Ah, <laughs> uh, change it out. <laughs> so Castro loves aquatic sports and the CIA was like, let's use it to our advantage. We tried the infected diving suit. What if we also <laughs> took a shiny, brightly colored seashell <laughs> and put explosives in it? What the f- <laughs> <laughs> They're like... They're like, he's not going to have any choice. Okay, first of all, we know he loves seashells. He's going to see it in the water, and he's going to go get it, and kaboom. Like, this is like a fucking cartoon, dude. I like, know. It's Wiley oh. Coyote, like, versus the Roadrunner. Seriously. Oh um, they, they let go of that one because they were like, this seems a little impractical. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you think? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Good call. Um, so there are other attempts, including a poison cigars, because he loved cigars, you know, a poison yeah. pen that um, had like a syringe inside. And one of his, the higher ups who was like in cahoots with the CIA would, you know, administer yeah. the poison. Um, an exploding cigar. They, <gasps> I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, because this is so like cartoonish, I just imagine it like singeing his mustache a little I know, bit. right? Like, the hell? <laughs> Kaboom! Yeah. Do we make these ones here? What the hell? He's just picking like burnt hair off of his lips. Oh my gosh! His eyebrows char a little bit. I know they're like singed. It's just like a little tiny poof, a little tiny yeah. boom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was visiting Ernest Hemingway's home in Cuba, and they were gonna try and blow him up there. And I'm like, hey. I know he's a beloved writer. Yeah, come on. I mean, it's not my taste, but some people like his writing. Yeah, right? It's not that, that bad of a guy. Okay, so... And then... There are reasons that some of these didn't... So, like, some of them, like... They just failed. Some of the cigars, like, Castro didn't accept the gift, 
or okay. they were like abandoned. Um, the last documented plan was in 2000 mm-hmm. and 90 kilograms of explosives were placed under a podium in Panama, podium okay. in Panama, where Castro was slated to give a talk. And that okay. one, Castro's security team, like, found them and, uh, like, dealt with it before he showed up. Got it. Okay. So, uh, the last thing to kind of touch on is that not all the plans were to kill Castro. Some of the plans were just to, like, ruin his public image. Oh. And, like... For a half a second, I thought you were going to say ruin his day. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> half of them, they just wanted to bother him a little bit. Yeah, they just wanted to like... bug him and see if he would give up. They're like, let's, let's get rid of all of his shoelaces. <laughs> let's put crickets in his house. Yeah. <laughs> and they all sit around and, like, giggle. They're like... <laughs> <laughs> they're like got holes in all of his underpants. <laughs> they're like ripping a ball and like, <laughs> yo, yo, what if we put like a bucket of ice so when he walked in through the door, the ice would fall on him. <laughs> <laughs> and we switch all of the shower knobs for like the hot and the cold. <laughs> that would work. <laughs> that would work. <laughs> so okay, so they just wanted to. Like they wanted, image. yeah, and like discredit him. Okay. So in 1960, the CIA planned to spray Castro's broadcasting studio with LSD, because he would do these like live, you know, broadcasts yeah. um, to the whole country, and they were like, okay, he'll start having hallucinations live on air, start spouting some, you know, goofy shit, y'all. <laughs> Like, what if we accidentally got him, like, tripping balls on TV? Like, what if we got him so absolutely high? <laughs> it honestly, it sounds like some of these plans are, like, made up by children. Like, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, I was like, it's just me. I'm like, maybe this is how it's done. But then no. you're like. <laughs> and then the other, like, big plan that I read about was to dust his shoes with thallium salts. Which okay. would have made his beard fall out. Ooh. And they were like, Jesus. the source of his power is his beard. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I've been wanting to go clean shit for a yeah. while. I think it young, youngins me down. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. They're yeah. like, if we can't make him trip balls on television, we're going to take his beard. Beard off. Yeah. Off. And yeah, those are kind of all the... So, or some of the kooky plans. There are 600 more, probably, um, oh to try and kill or discredit him. And it turns out that sometimes the United States is just bad at assassinating <laughs> someone. Yeah, no kidding. Like, that many attempts. If you came to me and you're like, all right, 600 attempts on one man, do you think they'll kill him? I'd be like, absolutely. There's no yeah. way that they couldn't. <laughs> or like what's the the thomas edison i don't know if it's him but the quote that's like i have not failed a thousand times i've found like a thousand ways not to do something or something like that okay it's like, all right that's cute it's like they haven't yeah. failed 600 times they've just found <laughs> we've just found uh 600 ways that something doesn't work yeah so, it's a learning experience i love yeah. that for you, cia um <laughs> Well, that is just delightful. Isn't um, it so kooky? Oh my goodness! I would that shell got me the shell. 
It's so dumb. They were literally like, we are going to make the most exotically colored shell. (laughs) You won't be able to like not pick it up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, all right, who's got the paint? No, we got this regular looking shell, but we need it to be the most beautiful. Right. So get your lipsticks and your crayons and let's make a shell. Like, And then it's like, like, I've got glitter. Some other random tourist is like diving there. And they're like, this is the most amazing shell I've ever seen. <laughs> so Shit. stupid. Don't touch that. Don't do it. They just, but, I love the idea of like a, the CIA is like in like a big art, you know, studio, like how we had art classes. Yes. When we were kids, and they're all sitting at the tables, like doing their own shells. And then the teacher's like, hmm, very good. Hmm, that okay. one will work. Yeah. Mm, not believable. No, too many browns in that. Might want to, you know, liven it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they wow. did, I think that uh, Escalante, which was like the, the guy who was keeping Castro safe, I think he mm-hmm. said the milkshake one was the closest they got. And then I it think there... feels there, close. Yeah. There was another quote somewhere that was like, uh, I think it was Castro who said, like, I would have expected more from the CIA. Oh. <laughs> I know, but hey, we're trying, we're trying. things out. God. Ugh. I mean, like, you don't got to be rude about it. It's so funny. We've got the country's brightest minds working on this, dude. Brightest oh. minds and brightest shells. <laughs> the the title of the book the CIA is going to write about their, right. their time with Fidel Castro. Well, that was wonderful. I had so much fun with that. Yeah, it was a fun one. And also, like, just to say, I think if you survive that many attempts, I'd be cocky as hell, too. I'd be like, I'm never going to die. I'd be like, I'm a fucking god. He said something about, like, if if surviving assassination attempts was an Olympic sport, I would have the gold medal. Yeah, he, he would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, you're one of very few people who's gotten to play the sport, but... <laughs> Especially, you've had more practice than other people. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I invented the sport, you know, 50 years ago. Other people are just kind of starting to get into it now. <laughs> I, But I'm pretty good. <laughs> no, it's it's like bonkers. Oh, wow. Well, that was super fun. Um, do you want to tell everybody where to... Uh, rate, review, subscribe, find us, watch us. Yes. Um, you can go ahead and email us at disastrouspod at gmail.com. Um, show me any pictures of like cool shells you got. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, awesome. we will rate whether or not <laughs> it would be effective at killing Fidel Castro. <laughs> so my, my call to action was going to be like, tell us how you would kill Fidel. But I'm like, yeah. no, 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 don't. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say that too. And then I was like, no, no, no. Don't want to get on a watch list. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like it's, <laughs> I think if the FBI or whoever listened to this and they're like, oh, this is dorks, whatever. Yeah. They're not trying to actually kill anybody, but let's not, let's be careful. Let's, not, let's, let's toy around with that. Yeah. Um, we are on Instagram at disastrous pod. We are on TikTok at disastrous Lee pod and go ahead and rate review and subscribe and feel free to send this to someone. This was a yeah. this was a fun one. Good trivia. This was a fun one. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I forgot that Ernest Hemingway um, lived in Cuba for like a really long time. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. We, 
<laughs> Did I ever tell you? I, I didn't. We had a friend. My family had a friend who like worked at the garden at one of Ernest Hemingway's houses. And she oh. like clipped off a, a piece of plant and like gave it okay. to my dad. And like my dad grew it. And then he would like clip off pieces and give to people. So they're like, Aww. they're little Ernie Juniors all over the world. That's adorable. I yeah. love that. I really thought you were going to be like, it turned out to be weed. I don't, like, I really thought it was going to be some like illegal no, or precious. invasive. Oh, just, oh, that's yeah. so cute. Yeah. Oh. I do not have an Ernie Jr. because I would kill it, um, mm-hmm. undoubtedly, but I could get one if I asked. Yeah. Oh, my God. That sounds precious. Well, thank you for that. And uh, this has been disastrous. I'm Amanda. I'm Hannah. And again, we love you and respect you. And we will catch you on the flippy floppy. Bye. Bye.